It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Morgan Riley officially appealing his suspension. The Leafs get set to play the Flyers tonight. Bedard return could be on the horizon and we had a GM firing around the league. Lots get into on today's edition of the Lockdown Leafs podcast, part of Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into the Locked On Leafs podcast, the daily Maple Leafs centered podcast hosted by myself, Mike DiStefano, and my co-host, Dave Morissuti. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Could use that tonight if you haven't, uh, you know, created kind of the GameTime. Potentially go down to the Scotia Bank tonight. Watch that game between the Leafs and Flyers. We will tee it up in just one moment. There's also a lot of news to get to around the league as well. Um, but I think we'll start with uh, the update, I suppose, on Morgan Riley's situation. Um, yesterday we had talked about this was post game. Tuesday, technically, uh, we had talked about um, how supposedly we were going to hear from Brad Tree Living uh, on Wednesday. That did not happen. Instead, the league, um, or Morgan Riley, rather, on behalf of the NHLPA, decided that they're going to appeal the suspension. And uh, so Tree Living did not speak on the matter. And it sounds, though, Dave, that it's possible that like again, we had discussed this being a possibility, but it does sound like this appeal process may take longer than the five games to get an actual answer, anyways. Yeah, and that and that's kind of what we we thought was going to be the case. I do think that with the appeal process, it, it's more so probably just if it does get reduced, he gets a game check or two back. And that's really what it's all about at this point. As a Leaf fan, it's unfortunate. Like even if it gets reduced by a game or two max, um, you can't get those games back because Gary Bettman uh, is going to have his hands full this weekend with the stadium series uh, out in New York and New Jersey. And there's a lot going on at that event. It's an event that they have spent a lot of time and money on. And, you know, he's not going to be able to, you know, get this appeal process done in time. He's got other things to worry about, unfortunately, uh, for the Maple Leafs. So by the time he hears it after the weekend, Riley will either be, you know, done four of the games. Maybe there's one game to go. But then by then he's got to appeal it and it's got to get reviewed by Gary Bettman. And like this guy's a lawyer, man. He he takes it seriously. It has there's money on the line. So it's not something that is just going to take an hour. Um, so there's a good chance that, yeah, this this case does not get resolved before the end of the five games. So expect Riley to be out for five games, uh, but uh, should be ready to return for when the Maple Leafs do play that Vegas, Colorado, Vegas three times in a row there. Um, it's going to be a difficult, difficult uh, set of games, but Mo should be back 
for those matchups. Uh, so maybe gets a little bit more pocket change. I mean, I, I think it's unlikely that that happens, though. When you look at the appeal process, rarely do you see um, Gary Bettman up, uh, you know, go against the Department of Player Safety. It would kind of undermine the Department of Player Safety. I know the Spets one was an independent arbitrator, and that's why it got reduced by two games. But rarely do you see Gary Bettman go against George Peros. Yeah, because it, it then it undermines what George Peros' decision was, right? You know, I'm sure Peros has also kind of spoken with the league before making a decision like this, right? So it's not like Batman's just like, ah, oh, this guy went row. He went uh, on his own and decided to make uh, make a statement. No, I'm pretty sure the league always has some sort of, I wouldn't say influence, but maybe there there is a little more discussion that goes beyond the scenes uh, in a decision like this. Now, like they're not going to use Peros is not going to go to Batman with every single fine or suspension, but a big one like a five game. I'm sure the league has a little bit of uh, involvement. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening. Like I said, I wouldn't expect uh, Bettman to hear the case even until after the weekend, and we probably won't even get a ruling until after the five-game suspension is uh, is over and done with. So at best-case scenario, Riley gets a couple, uh, a couple more bucks shoved back into his pocket. But outside of that, I don't think that he's going to get an answer before the five games are up, which, you know, it's unfortunate for Toronto. But uh, we, we got to live with it. And, and I think now we can just move on. To be honest with you, I think it's time to move on from this Morgan Riley conversation. I don't know about you. It stretched on way too long. And, and now I'm, I'm kind of done with having that discussion yep. in the discourse. So now that we, we've got that out of the way, we can move on. There's a game tonight. We got to talk about it. And there's a lot more news around the NHL, too. Uh, it's a busy Thursday in the league. 12 games on tap, including the Leafs and Flyers. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back. Let's tee up that game for you guys. Um, I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. You're listening to the Lockdown Leafs podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Our sponsor today is Camino Consulting. Welcome to the network, Camino Consulting. How would you like to get to know someone better in an hour than you would in a year? Understanding one another better prevents small misunderstandings from becoming big ongoing fights. After providing more than 20 years of service to small and mid-sized businesses, helping management groups navigate conflict and onboarding new employees, Camino is offering a digital seminar for families and couples. Did your Valentine's gift of tickets to the game not go over as well as you hoped well get the couples and family online seminar for 25 percent off for the month of february using the discount code locked on again that is discount code locked on for 25 percent off the rest of the month at www.caminoconsulting.com or mention locked on when reaching out for a business seminar and receive the first five profiles free what's up guys trey matthews of locked on devils here and let me tell you about discover debit cash back Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game-changer. Check out transaction eligibility 
and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Welcome back into the Locked On Lease podcast. This is Mike DiStefano and Dave Morissuti. We're a daily Maple Leafs-centric podcast with new episodes coming out each and every weekday, Monday through Friday. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to us already and you're new to the podcast, welcome. Hopefully you've enjoyed the content so far. And hopefully if you continue to enjoy it, you do subscribe and become an everydayer. We love everyone who comes and joins us each and every day. Uh, and also a reminder that we do have a Discord that pops off on game days. I'm sure it'll be popping off tonight, just like the other day. We'll put the description, uh, we'll put the link to the Discord down in the description below, uh, either in the iTunes show notes or uh, down on YouTube if you're watching down there. Um, Leafs and Flyers tonight. Toronto hoping to replicate that performance against the St. Louis Blues. Uh, looks like they'll be back at full strength to do so tonight. Dave, March Marner, John Tavares, and William Melander, all three back in practice this morning skating. Uh, and Sheldon Keith said the expectation is for all three of those guys to play. How much of an, like, is there pressure? Is there pressure on Mitch Marner and John Tavares to play simple, sound defensive hockey tonight coming off of that team win against St. Louis without them on Tuesday? What do you think? I mean, look, you want your best players to play. Your team is better when the best players are playing. I think, you know, if, if they don't have a good effort tonight, it's going to be louder. That kind of discourse will be louder. But I, I just think you're a better team when you have your full complement, your full lineup there, right? And look, as Sheldon Keefe also said, St. Louis didn't exactly play their best, right? And I think maybe that played a factor into how things kind of went for the Leafs. So you can't just say that they can take what they did on Tuesday, do it on against the Flyers tonight, and expect it to all kind of work out the same, right? Yeah. I think I think you have to be... You have to be you have to be careful on you know making bold claims like that and saying ah they're better off without Mitch Martin and John Tavares. Yeah, over the long run, I don't think so. Like if they were to go up against a team like Vegas without Martin and Tavares, I don't know if I can expect Bobby McMahon to have the same sort of production against Vegas than what he showed against St. Louis. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I, I, that's definitely – this team is better off when these guys are in the lineup. I think there's there's no question about it. They got through one game without them, and that was great. They they banded together as a team, and, um, you know, they won the game. But I think what you can expect maybe out of these guys, it's not necessarily that they're a better team without them, but, like, Marner and Tavares just – let's not – like, don't make the mistakes that the team didn't make on Tuesday. You know, like they played a simple game. You know, there wasn't those cute little backhand sauce passes that ended in turnovers. There was no the drop pass in the neutral zone that that ended in turnovers. That's the type of stuff that we've been seeing here from Mitch Marner a lot this season. Don't do it. Turn the puck, get it on your forehand, and just fire a, a pass tape to tape onto somebody's stick. That's simple. That's detailed. And that's what got you a win on Tuesday night. So I think that's more so what I'm looking for out of Marner and Tavares. Like, just play simple. Go back to your roots, right? Fundamental hockey. That's what I think is, uh, you know, works 
perform. It works. It, it does, man. It's fundamentals for a reason. It works. And I'm hoping that we could see that tonight against the Flyers. But to your point, yes, I believe that the Flyers will definitely be more prepared than the St. Louis Blues were. I could have sworn I heard on overdrive yesterday. There may or may not have been a rookie party uh, a day or two before oh boy. the, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I heard that potentially there could have been a Super Bowl rookie party Sunday night, and maybe they were still feeling the after effects uh, on the game Tuesday. So I don't expect for that to be the case. And the Blues, who I'm talking about, the Blues had yeah. a rookie party, not the, the Leafs. Um, I'm expecting uh, John Tortorella's Philadelphia Flyers to be a little bit more prepared for this game. And Toronto's got to match it, obviously. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, because they did play an afternoon game. So that that does make a lot of sense. And mm -hmm. if there's a if there's a coach that's going to make sure his team is up to snuff, for a game like yeah. this is John Tortorella. Um, yeah, he's had some interesting uh, comments, John Tortorella, lately about um, he, he was mentioning about the coaching carousel. I don't know if you saw that. He kind of says that it's it's easy to get rid of coaches nowadays. I thought, considering John Tortorella is literally the poster of coaching carousel in the NHL lately, I thought that that to be an interesting comment. Yeah, well, I mean, right now he's probably runner-up, I would say, for coach of the year, though. Like, I think he's doing yeah. a hell of a job with the Flyers. I mean, you come into the season and you've got the Flyers, and they got more points than, than the Leafs. They got more wins than the Leafs. What are they, 20, 29, 19, and 6, I think, is, uh, is their record right now for the Philadelphia Flyers. So, you know, they're winning a lot of hockey games. And even after, you know, they, they Carter Hart, gone he's clearly done with the, the flyers and this samuel urson cats kind of come in and played some really good hockey for him and it's because they play a structured game uh and it makes it life easier on the goaltender that way so toronto's got to do a job trying to disrupt that right they got to get to the center of the ice they got to fight in front of the net they got to try and get bodies and traffic in front of Urson um, and try and, you know, score from score that way, right? Get some deflections, some rebounds and, uh, you know, get some screens in front for some, you know, point shots or, or seeing eye shots. So uh, that's, you know, one of the, the keys, I suppose, to victory tonight, I think, for the Maple Leafs is make sure that they make it difficult on the goaltender. He still is young. He's playing well, but he's still young um, and yeah. has you know, fairly inexperienced. It's his first time being, uh, you know, a full-time NHLer this year and, and it's been thrusted into a starting job kind of um, unsuspectingly, obviously. So he's played well, but I think the Leafs, uh, they can find a way to, to get to him tonight by kind of battling in front of the net, getting to those scoring areas and taking his eyes away from him. Yeah, exactly. This is still, you know, maybe the, a little bit of house money that the Flyers are playing with. They, you know, there was a lot of talk that they were really high on, I mean, their goaltending tandem going into this year, right? They felt like they had a couple of decent options going into the year. Um, and like for the Leafs, what I'm hoping for is they don't have another home letdown game because on the road, this team is like, they got a great record on the road at home. It hasn't been the case. So I'm hoping yeah. that, you know, after what we've seen from the last couple of games at home, that this is 
more of what we're coming to expect rather than what we had been seeing prior to the all-star break. Yeah, totally agree. And and as noted before, Marner Tavares expected to be back. Looks like Alex Steves was not at practice today. And Ryan Reeves stayed out a little bit extra. So he may be uh, up in the press box, which means Bobby McMahon looks like he earned himself another game. I think that's the right call after getting a hat trick the other night against St. Louis. Um, looks like Samsonov is going to get the start again tonight as well. Um, did you notice that the Flyers randomly named Sean Couturier the captain yesterday? I was just like, the Flyers didn't have a captain? I like, uh, Yeah, that too. But also, why midseason just randomly? You know what? Actually, you're ready. Like It was almost like D3. Remember D3, Mighty Ducks, where it's like in the middle of the game? Buddy finally opens up the Charlie and he just slaps the C on his chest. Well, he got he's remember like, Charlie got it now. taken away from him. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So Kateri didn't get taken away from him, obviously. But yeah, then at a captain, so they trade away Giroux. So I guess I was, I was trying to think like who was the prior captain? I'm like, oh yeah, Giroux. Giroux. But towards randomly, you know, in the middle of the season on February. 14th on Valentine's Day was feeling a little lovey-dovey, I guess, and gave Katuri a nice little V-Tines gift and uh, slapped the C on his chest. So he'll probably have a little bit more pep in his step tonight, playing in his first game with uh, with a C on his sweater, I would think. I I would hope so. You know, you, it's a pretty big honor for him. And, like, Sean Katuri has been through a lot, too. Yeah. I think maybe yeah. it's a little bit of a nod to the – what he has gone through both with his health and, you know, the team going into a new uh, kind of in a transition uh, period here, like in a way, maybe, like, yeah, like maybe they didn't give him the C at the beginning of the year. Cause they weren't sure how he was going to respond. Like, remember he missed like all of last season basically. And, you know, wasn't sure how he was going to play when he came back, but the fact that he's played well, the team's played well, and, you know, he's been an upstanding gentleman for that team. I guess they decided, you know what, let's let's just give him the C and not wait, I guess. But I just it was something random that popped, you know, on my timeline yesterday, perusing uh, X and, you know, Sean Couturier and the new captain of the Philadelphia Flyers. I'm like, why'd they do that midseason just randomly? All right, sure, whatever. Um, but that's uh, yeah. So that little tonight will be. His first game, the Flyers' first game. So you know they're going to get their best. They're, the Leafs are going to get the Flyers' best tonight. I think they'll be extra motivated motivated because of that. Um, on the Flyers' side of things, looks like Rasmus Ristolainen not expected to play tonight. Neither is uh, their rookie Tyson Forster, who's been a pretty solid player for the Flyers. So a couple injuries over there as well. Uh, okay, let's take a break and come back. We've got a bunch of news to get to around the national hockey league but dards return could be imminent and we had a gm fired this morning in the national hockey league we'll tell you who that is on at the other side i'm mike de stefano with dave moore studio You're listening to the lockdown lease podcast part of the lockdown podcast network it's your team every day Today's show is brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, uh, for all the sports, comedy, music, and theater events near you with killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from receipt, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase, and they're obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. Uh, with the Game Time guarantee, it means that you'll always get the best price if 
you find tickets in the same row or section for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use the code locked on for $20 off your purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Have you ever seen an NHL player get off a team bus and think to yourself, gosh, I wish I could dress that nice? Well, with Indochino, you can. Indochino makes fully customized suits that don't require a trip to the tailor to get that perfect fit. Recently, I was shopping for a new dress shirt for my upcoming wedding, and when I decided to go with the Hyde Herringbone shirt, I was blown away at all the customization options I had. I could change the type of collar, cuffs, and even decide whether or not I wanted a chest pocket, all while being incredibly affordable, especially given the quality of the product I was getting. New colors, fabrics, and outerwear styles are added regularly too, so it's easy to create your next look. Level up your game with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use code NHL to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's 10% off at INDOCHINO.com with code NHL. Welcome back into the Locked On Leafs podcast. Mike DiStefano and Dave Morissuti with you. We got the Leafs taking on the Philadelphia Flyers tonight down at Scotiabank Arena. 7 o'clock puck drop. Uh, we will be back tomorrow to recap the show. So make sure that you are subscribed to the Locked On Leafs podcast on all platforms, uh, but whether it's audio or on YouTube. Uh, to make sure that you know you get each and every episode that we do put out uh, each weekday, Monday through Friday. Uh, elsewhere around the NHL, though, a bunch of news happening, and I think the biggest news of the day, the Columbus Blue Jackets announcing that they've fired Yarmo Kekalainen, their general manager of the last 11 seasons, fired today. Um, Columbus dead last in the Eastern Conference. Obviously not the season that they were hoping for. It all started so poorly with the Mike Babcock situation. Fired before training camp even started. And the season just continued to go downward from there. And ultimately it cost Yarmo Kekalainen his job. What do you make of this news? First off, I was surprised he's been there for 11 years. I thought it was less than that. Well, he's been there for a while. I mean... Yeah. It just goes to show how how old we are now, Dave. Like, if you remember, he he'd been at the job for quite some time before the Patrick Line or before the Dubois, mm -hmm. not trade, but he picked them at number three. Consent, like mm -hmm. I always remember, I was at the draft. The consensus was Yessi Puyarvi was going to get drafted there at number three. The Finnish guy, right? Yeah, the Finnish guy, Yarmo Kekalainen, going to take a fin, Puyarvi. And he said, no, actually, we're going to go with Pierre-Luc Dubois. And uh, that kind of was a big eyebrow raiser at the time. Turned out to be the absolute correct decision in hindsight, obviously. Um, but he had been at the job for a couple of years before that, and that was 2016, dude. So, yeah, it's been 11 years since uh since he took on the job so like it's it, it in that regard it shouldn't be surprising then that he got fired like to me the whole the way that backhawk was going i was like eh, you know what like that that whole management i thought john davidson still being there was kind of surprising but at the same time i think they're going to give him the opportunity to go and get that other general manager and maybe he gracefully leaves well, because david Davidson, if I'm not mistaken, he's not 
he hasn't been there as long. No, I think he I think he joined because hmm, he, he left he left he was let go by the Rangers and then went yeah. To so I think he's only been there a few years. So I'm not um so for them to give him a little bit more leeway and say, all right, now bringing your guy. So he had inherited Kekalainen, right? 2021 when is when he joined. So he's, yeah, been so only, he's only been there a couple of years. So he inherited this, this mess, this team. Um, and, and now obviously he can, he can pick his own guy. So I'm, I wasn't too surprised to see Davidson kept in the fold. Yarmo, a little bit more expecting, I suppose. Maybe I thought they would finish out the year, but I guess it makes sense. Why let Yarmo control another trade deadline if mm-hmm. you're going to move on from him? So in that regard, it, it does make sense to move on from him today as opposed to wait yeah. till the end of the year. Yeah, I just think that, you know, and Davidson signed, I think, a five-year deal when he joined. So Columbus, I don't think, is going to want to be paying out two guys out of, you know, out in that regard, paying for two more guys' contracts and then have to bring in a new... Are they still paying Babs? Um, ooh, it depends on. I don't remember if he stepped down or if he. I think he resigned. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, actually, I think he did. I think you're right. Yeah, I right. And so, like that, I think down. has an impact. Oh, hmm. yeah, I don't remember exactly how. I think he resigned, and so because he resigned, probably there was some sort of like settlement of how that would worked out. Yeah. But yeah, I can, I can, but like Davidson's been around this for so long that I can kind of see why he's still sticking around for a bit. Like, I think, man, I think the ownership needs someone to a, a guide them through this trade deadline. We're a few weeks away from it. So you need someone in that position. Um, and so, yeah, but I think, I think the blue jackets are making the right call here. That's a team that's supposed to be on the up and up and they're, remain in that same position again right they got some decent young talent there but you look at the decisions that have been made the last few years like the line a trade hasn't exactly worked out the way that they're expecting i know line is away from the team right now but when he was brought here it hadn't really worked out well the goudreau signing hasn't exactly yielded what i think they were expecting so yeah the, and and they made all those trades to add all those defensemen right pro Rob. Severson, like they were yeah. aggressive, and and yeah. you know the Merzlikin situation, you know how he wants out, but you know the team isn't exactly in a position to move him because he hasn't been playing well. Like it's been, it's a mess in, in Columbus right now. Oh, one hundred percent. It's yeah, it's it's well, you know what? It's not actually. I wouldn't say it's a mess. I I, I think that you just look at how the season started, and I think they just couldn't recover. But going forward, I actually think this would be a, quite an attractive job for aspiring general managers. Like, there's some good pieces on this team. They're in a decent situation cap wise. Like, they don't have many atrocities uh, on their on their books, and they've got some good young players, both uh, up front and on the back end. And obviously, goaltending, they need to figure that out. And they'll probably move on from Merzlikens at some point. I think there's some interest in him. Maybe he gets dealt at the deadline. But like, I think that this is a squad going forward. If you don't mind living in Columbus, it's not the sexiest city to live in, but the organization, the team, um, it, it actually might be quite an attractive you know, GM job to when it comes to having a, a decent 
head start to a rebuild coming into a new uh, a new situation. And I do want to go back and actually say when I said uh, Kekalainen is not Davidson's guy, I forgot Davidson was actually in Columbus prior to going to New York. So he may have actually, he may have brought Kekalainen in. He, he might have brought because I, I, I remember he was there left and came back because I think he yeah, went he, to St. He Louis. Started, he started there in 2012, which means he brought. Yeah, which means he 11 years. 20. Yeah. Kekalainen would have been his guy, would have been his GM hire when he first became the president of St. Louis uh, of Columbus back in 2012. But then stepped down in 2019 to go and uh, be the, the president for the New Jersey or the New York Rangers. And then a couple of years ago, uh, left the Rangers to go back to Columbus and uh, reunite with Yarmo. But doesn't matter. After 11 years, the general manager, uh, I think they won what th- that one playoff series where they they swept the the, the Bulls, the Lightning. The lightning. Uh, that was kind of the, the one playoff run that they had. Uh, outside of that, there hasn't been too much success in Columbus, unfortunately. So I guess that kind of, you know, is going to cost your job eventually. Um, which is interesting news, though, because 24 hours prior, they were just announced that they were going to be hosting an outdoor game. Um, and now Yarmo will not be part of that whole sh- uh, shebang. Anyways, uh, other news around the NHL. Looks like Connor Bedard's return could be imminent, could return tonight against the Pittsburgh Penguins. I'm sure the league must love that uh, this marquee matchup, Bedard versus Crosby, could uh, could in fact come to fruition tonight. It would be, it'd be nice for the Chicago Blackhawks fans to actually watch their number one pick play. Uh, he, you know, it was an unfortunate situation, right? Where, you know, it, it was a tough hit. Didn't expect something like that to happen. Right. And so, yeah, it'd be nice to have him back. We know that the league is better when their first overall pick is playing. And, you know, especially against Pittsburgh, he likes playing against Crosby. That was literally his first game in the NHL was against Sidney Crosby. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I know that. They're just waiting to get a clearance from the doctor to make sure that, yes, you can come back and you're not going to break your jaw again. So, yeah, it'd be nice to have Connor Bedard back. And is it is interesting, too, because, like, with, with Chicago, they're not – I mean, we know they're not going anywhere, and I'm curious to see kind of how they want to approach the trade deadline and who exactly they're going to be trading out at this point. I don't know if there's a whole lot. I guess that really could yeah. get dealt out at this point. Like Connor Murphy, maybe they could try and, and move him perhaps. Um, I don't know. Philip Kershev, do they want to try and move him? Does someone pony up, you know, to, to, to make it worth it for Chicago to move on from him? Like there's a couple of dudes, I suppose that make a little bit of sense, but ultimately I, I don't know if they have a, a lot of attractive options to, uh, to, to really like sell off. I don't know. Seth Jones, the Seth Jones kind of not with that contract. <laughs> right. So it's, it's, it, they're in a weird spot with him, obviously. Um, and then they just signed like a couple of guys like Mrazic to an extension, Dickinson to an extension. Um, so you don't expect them to move on from those guys. And so there's, there's not a lot, there's not a lot of dudes for them to really move on from and, and make a deal uh, at the deadline. I'm not sure how, 
active they're going to be from a seller's perspective. Um, I'm sure at this point they just want to get those those young players that are in the lineup now an opportunity to to play. Like Bedard, although Lucas Reichel, he's only 20 or 21 years old, but I think I saw he's expected to be a healthy scratch. And this is somebody who they were expecting to be on line with Connor Bedard for most right. of the season. And those two were going to kind of be the, the, the youth that, you know, takes this team going forward. Uh, I think last year, like 15 points in 23 games uh, in the final 23 games. So there was high expectations for him has not, not turned out that way this season. And uh, yeah, I, I believe I saw he was skating as an extra in practice. I don't know if he's actually going to get the healthy scratch or uh, if that was if he was injured or what the case was there, but yeah, it hasn't gone well for uh, for Reichel. That's something that they're going to want to try and correct going forward. I would imagine the other little bit of piece of uh, news this weekend got the stadium series kicking off. You've got Philly, the Islanders, the Rangers, and the Devils all playing games. Uh, it's at MetLife, right? Is that that's where it's being played, MetLife Stadium? I yeah, I believe that's where. Well, especially for Jersey, I don't think there's another. Well, I think uh, they're all, yeah, they're all playing there. Like it's, it's yeah. like this, the series, like all four of them, they're having a couple of games there. Um, should be a fun little weekend down, uh, down. Yeah, in, it's supposed uh, to be like a Central Park. Park theme, is from what I heard. That's what the stadium's going to look like. So Central Park theme in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Yeah. Why not? Hey, hey, you think they could actually set something up ever in Central Park? I've never been to Central Park. I don't even know. It's massive. It's massive, but there are events there, concerts and stuff, I think, no? Yeah, my concern is like, yeah, you can really fit seating. Like, yeah, yeah, the seating would be the problem there. Like, you would have to legitimately build Mm -hmm. thousands of seats uh, for people to... to, The NHL is probably just like, well, instead of going to Central Park, we'll bring Central Park to East Rutherford, New Jersey. Yeah, and I guess that's probably what they decided to do. And uh, yeah, I'm sure it'll be a fun event. So that's going down this weekend. All right, um, that'll do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On Leafs podcast on all platforms, including up on YouTube. Uh, you can receive that daily Leafs content. Follow myself on X at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Dave at D underscore Morissuti and follow the show as well at Locked on Leafs. Go ahead, leave a like if you enjoyed this video on YouTube. Leave us a comment down below as well. Uh, we'll be back with a new episode for you guys tomorrow. Uh, Leafs and Flyers tonight, 7 p.m. Puck drop down at Scotiabank Arena. Go Leafs, go. Until then, Keep it locked right here on Locked On Leafs. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.